Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co co hosts, MJ Wuayu, uh, with Scott, Stephen, and today we have our special guest, John Canada. John, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, give us a little history of your fantasy football experience. What's up, everybody? My name is John Canada. And I know these three lovely gentlemen um, by watching them sing and dance for four years at Auburn University. Uh, I had the pleasure of playing drums be, uh, behind them in the Auburn University show choir. So good times, um, great times, great times, great times. I love these guys. Um, I, uh, yeah, I probably have the least fantasy experience of any podcast guest uh to date but all i can say is i'm uh i'm in i'm a huge fan i've been playing for like five weeks now um we um i play in a band called the brook and the bluff and we started a um we started a fantasy league uh between us and with some fans and so that kind of got me into the whole thing and i didn't even I wasn't really a super active participant for the first half of the season, but then halfway through, I I looked and I saw that I was like four and zero, and I was like, "Wait, I'm mm. I'm I'm doing nothing, and I'm <laughs> somehow winning." <laughs> and so and so and so I was like, "Oh shoot, I'm go. uh, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start caring about this." And then I got into it, and I started, you know. Uh, <laughs> reading the news, trying to figure out how to play fantasy, and then, and then before I knew it, I was four and four. So <laughs> I, uh, the story so, of fantasy. <laughs> so I, you know, I listened to the experts, and um, and uh, you know, it, it 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 didn't go my way, but that the season has just been super fun, and I've just really enjoyed my first season in fantasy, and now here by the end of it, I'm just. I'm in and it, uh, yeah, it tickles a nerve that I, I don't know. I just really enjoy. I love the numbers aspect. I've, I've never, never really been into football, never really watched a football game, even going to Auburn. I would go to the games like, but really more for like the social aspect. Like, yeah. did you guys like being at Auburn where y'all were, you, were y'all like all in about Auburn or was it, was it? Oh just, yeah, for sure. So yeah. I've, we talked about this in an earlier podcast. I've always been a huge NFL fan. When I found out mm -hmm. I was going to Auburn, that's kind of when I really got into college football. Um, and I'd say for a while there, at least while I was going to school, college football was probably a bigger deal to me than, than the NFL, especially when we had our national championship run. But yeah, yeah I, I like, I like both now, you know, I watch Auburn on Saturday and the Cowboys on Sunday. Heck yeah. Yeah. I've like, I've never really been into football, but now I have a reason to watch it. So and just wait till I don't know Excited. if you've experienced red zone yet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just, uh, just wait till you're around on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon and turn that uh -huh. on, and you're not going to leave the couch. Extreme <laughs> constant action. It's insane. Yeah, I experienced it for the first time uh, a few weeks ago, and I just it was like a I was like a kid on Christmas morning. I like couldn't believe it. I was I was I was glued. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to figure out. How to get that for next season yeah the wife yeah. is definitely not a fan of red mm -hmm. zone because uh, <laughs> it's you know seven hours of red zone in the silly night game and when there's a london game it's like 
all mm. day and she's like how can you watch football all day i'm like because it's football it's very <laughs> how can you not yeah well thanks for the mm. awesome explanation john um and with that you're gonna actually gonna open us up with our first well our icebreaker to start out with um mm. and that's what's your favorite family christmas tradition um favorite family christmas tradition is it really only started uh, a few years ago but my sister sudi um has just making has been making these bomb cinnamon rolls oh. every single christmas morning and uh for the past three or four years and she's doing it again this year so i'm stoked and it's it's number one can't wait for it <laughs> that sounds delicious um let's see mine is actually kind of weird uh because like i said i i am a filipino and chinese descent but my family has been going to cracker barrel for thanksgiving for the past eight nine years now and if you here's a fun fact about my hometown coleman which i, I hope to never return to but they have the number one grossing cracker barrel in the southeast really yeah we we went multiple times a week so we were definitely one of the supporters but <laughs> love our cracker barrel um steven what's yours i think for me it's the opening of and giving gifts on christmas morning um you know nowadays it's obviously not as exciting as it was when we were children but I think mm -hmm. it's so fun just to get up. Now it's like I look forward to my cup of coffee. Turning on the Netflix streaming fireplace is uh, is not part of that opening gift tradition. But um, yeah, just having all the fam together in one room and um, hoping that I made a good decision with uh, going out on a whim with gifts. I like all of those answers. Uh, John, definitely a huge fan of cinnamon rolls over here. Um, might might have to convince the wife to start making that a Christmas tradition here too. Uh, MJ, you meant you meant Christmas morning for Crackle Barrel, right? Not Thanksgiving. Cool, cool. Um, yep, gifts are always fun, but my favorite would have to be uh, decorating the Christmas tree. So it doesn't actually happen on uh, Christmas Day. Um, typically, the day after Thanksgiving is when we put the tree up. But I love decorating the tree because. Um, you can get everybody in the family together to do it. You know, uh, right now it's just my wife and I, but you open up the ornaments and, um, a lot of them tell a story, you know, we have ornaments from all over the place. And so it can be, kind of be like, Oh, Hey, this is where we got this one. Or remember, um, uh, you know, the story behind this one. And I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, and we don't currently have like a star or an angel on the top of our tree. We need to get one eventually. Um, so what I've been doing for the past, I would say probably four or five years is putting a Santa hat uh, of my favorite sports team. Uh, that's done the best that year. So I have an Auburn, a Cowboys and a Braves Santa hat and the team that's done the best that year gets the top of the tree. So uh, mm -hmm. while the Braves made the playoffs this year, they got the tree last year with the world series win. So I have the Cowboys on top of the tree right now. With Auburn being a close second. Uh, Auburn has been a distant third. I don't think they've been on the, top of the tree for half a decade now oh auburn Dang. um but yes scott i did mean christmas and to be specific <laughs> christmas eve i think of Cr cracker barrel think of thanksgiving we go for thanksgiving too so 
Jeez, yeah, we actually love our Cracker Barrel. So, so it, it's it's Cracker Barrel and Waffle House that are open on Christmas, or is or the Waffle House definitely w- is as well. Waffle House, I, we go Christmas Eve. We go Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas think, Eve. Yeah, okay, I was trying to think. Yeah, I was like, interesting. They're open too. All right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, great, great times and wonderful traditions from everybody. I, I really love that. Really special moments that we share with our loved ones, and we hope you share with your loved ones too. And with Christmas, literally, what this weekend? Oh, wow. Um, I know. Mm-hmm. So with that, we'll go ahead and move on to our week fifteen recap. And this week, of course, was the first round of the playoffs. So. Congratulations to those in single week uh, playoffs moving on to the next round. Um, we'll go ahead and recap some of the better games from this week. First of which was honestly the be- one of the best games I think I've seen in a very long time, uh, which is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Colts, in which the Colts, I-, I thought the Colts had this in the bag. I mean, of course, you're up, what was it, 33 33 points. It was 33, nothing at halftime. Jeez. Uh, geez, Louise. <laughs> and they, yeah, they absolutely bombed it. Kirk cousin, who I, I think he had only had maybe four points or minus four points at the half, um, ended up with 460 yards, four touchdowns, two INTs, Dalvin cook, saving me, uh, with a 64 yard reception touchdown. Uh, he took that off a screenplay. Thank you, Dalvin Cook. Uh, KJ Osborne really showing up. 157 touchdown. Justin Jefferson, of course, your stud. 12 for 123 and a touchdown. And Matt Ryan, of course, losing in another, another epic comeback. Honestly, nothing really impressive from the Colts today. I mean, talking about their stats. I mean, how do we feel about Matt Ryan going down in infamy? Yeah, it's really unfortunate that he now has what the, like the two worst comebacks of all time between the what is it the thing 2017 Super Bowl against the Falcons or sorry against the Patriots. Yeah, the largest Super um, Bowl comeback and now the largest yeah, the, regular season comeback of all ever. Time. So yeah. not looking good for Matt Ryan. This <laughs> might be his uh, his last year. Um <laughs> I, on the silver silver lining side of things, um, Zach Moss, I think, did really well filling in for Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. And looking at his next two matchups, playing the Chargers and the Giants, who give up the fifth and ninth most fantasy points, respectively, to running backs, um, I feel like he could be a possibly a solid flex play for your fantasy Next, I guess, semifinals and championships. Um, you know, I will say the LA Chargers are looking on fire right now. So they could have a big lead on Indy, which would not be good game script for Zach Moss. But uh, again, if you're looking for just some form of life on the waiver wire, I think Zach Moss is your guy. Yeah, great pick. Mm. Great potential pickup. Scott, I saw you shaking your head when uh, MJ was talking about Dalvin Cook. In that game, did yeah. that personally hurt you, there? Scott? What? Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for our listeners out there, MJ and I had a uh, first round playoff matchup. Uh, he had Dalvin Cook. I had Justin Jefferson. Mm. Uh, things were actually looking really good for me until that Dalvin Cook play, and then it was pretty much all downhill from there. Um, yeah, congrats to MJ for moving on. Uh, I'm, I'm over here playing for fifth place now. So yay. Ah, such is life, dude. We were we were 
it, we were duking it out. Uh, that's probably why I was glued to the game the entire time. <laughs> Great matchup, Scott. Um, our next uh, game we're covering is the Las Vegas Raiders winning over the Patriots 30-24. to 24. Um, Really, honestly, what a horrible day for Mac Jones. Um, throwing for 112 yards flat. Ramondre Stevenson, who I didn't think was going to get the start this week, went for 19, 172, and a touchdown. Really just excites me for next year. Um, on the Raiders side of things, Derek Carr going for 231, three touchdowns, one INT. Josh Jacobs, although he didn't get a touchdown, did get 93 yards, you're still going to start him. If, if you're in the playoffs, you start your stud. Um, Kalen Cole getting a touchdown. Waller coming back his first game getting a touchdown as well. Mac Hollins. I think other than what would I say is a, an abysmal day for the Patriots, um, other than Ramondre, I mean, Jacoby just had to put the nail in the coffin for themselves, right? They were they were about to go into overtime. Scott, I think you were you were reacting <laughs> yeah, to this hey, live. Jacoby Myers had a passing touchdown just uh, to the wrong uh, team. Uh, <laughs> so the Patriots are now uh, similar to Matt Ryan, uh, where they're on the the bad side of of history. They've, they've had two plays now in recent history that have ended a football game um flashbacks to 2018 the miami miracle uh i've, I've got it pulled up here ryan Tannehill throw pass to kenny stills um who then tossed it to Devontae parker who then tossed it to Kenyon drake who ran the ball 52 yards for a touchdown um to to win the game with the patriots and and uh one of the big like questions and takeaways uh from this was why was gronk on the field um, because he was one of the Patriots better pass catchers. And that was, you know, that was, that was the reasoning that the Patriots had, but, uh, Kenyon Drake essentially beat Gronk to the corner of the end zone, um, uh, just speed against, you know, not speed, but, uh, you know, now with this win, uh, or loss to the Raiders, the way they lost here, they've had two of these crazy finishes that you just don't see, uh, in the NFL too often now. Yeah, it was like a absolutely insane weekend of mm -hmm. like last minute, last second plays to win or lose games. It was it was kind of my favorite weekend of sports in as long as I can remember. This combined with the World Cup final. But oh, very so true. insane. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Argentina. And I, I agree with John about the World Cup part. I wouldn't say it was the best weekend in sports, but uh <laughs> I should have stopped watching football after that game ended on Sunday. We'll just say that, but uh, probably the best World Cup final I've ever seen. Um, amazing, uh, Mbappe Retweet. with a hat trick, Messi putting the team on his back, and finally getting his World Cup win. It was so great, mm -hmm. so great. And his most liked Instagram post of all time: beating out the egg. A shame, <laughs> really. Out the egg. A shame. <laughs> Um, what, yeah, and what a great weekend of sports. And I guess, Scott, if you don't mind, I'm going to let you uh, talk about your boys. I, I guess that was salt in your wounds at that point, right? Yeah, it was just, uh, it's a cherry on the shit cake, you could say. Um, yeah, this was a rough one. The Cowboys were up 21 to seven at halftime. Uh, I thought we had it in the bag, honestly. And, and not only was this like, a game on the road against the Jaguars who we should have beaten on paper. Uh, this was to clinch a playoff spot as well, which added a little bit more to it. Uh, but of course we let the Jaguars back into it um, and ended up going to overtime 
the Jaguars won the toss. I'm like, great, they're going to drive the field. They, we, we can't stop them. We actually were able to stop them, get the ball back. We're driving, and Dak throws a pick. Wasn't 100% his fault, but uh, nobody could tackle the guy returning the ball. Uh, and, and the Jaguars ended up walking it off with a defensive uh, touchdown return. Um, I have to say uh, thank you to the Giants, though, for beating Washington. Uh, because with that win over Washington, the Cowboys ended up clinching anyways. But you know, we would have liked to to clinch on our own and not have to have the help from the Giants. Great. Um, and I mean, what a like John said, just a, a ton of games coming up to the literal end, literal end of regulation, and uh, that's that's one of the things I love most about sports too. It's just you got to stay there. You got to stay there and watch the whole game. Oh yeah. Iron bowl, iron bowl, baby. <laughs> um, and actually with that, we're going to go into our next segment, our main segment, main event. Uh, it is our 2022 fantasy redraft. Steven, what you got? Yeah. So, so fantasy redo redraft. Uh, so basically we're going to draft as if we, we're at the beginning of the season, knowing everything we do about this season. Um, we're going to do seven rounds. Each of us will have a full team minus t- uh, defense and kicker. Uh, so we'll each have a QB, two running backs, two run- wide receivers, a tight end and flex. And we are going to do a snake draft. We selected randomly before the show started and Coincidentally, I have first followed by Scott in the two spot, MJ with three, and our guest John with four. Um, hmm. What so a coincidence. With, yeah, what a coincidence. <laughs> I did do the random draft uh, order uh, online in front of everyone, so it's legit, but um, got a little lucky there. So with that, let's all get on the app we are using the sleeper app so shout out to sleeper who yeah our first sponsor sleeper shout out sponsor us (laughs) thank you best mattresses in the game (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah let's get to it scott if you want to start the draft starting now all right so I am going to do a somewhat of a surprise pick with my 101 um, I am going for someone who is in a league of his own. I want positional scarcity from the get-go. I'm taking Travis Kelsey with my first pick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate that pick at all, Steven, uh, but uh, I think my first pick is obvious. The first guy that I picked in our Yahoo League, my ride or die this year, uh, it wasn't because of him that I lost. Uh, 100% taking Justin Jefferson with the number two pick overall. Great selection. Scott, I'm this is easy for me. Austin Eckler, number one PPR RB this year. Easy peasy. John, what you got? All right. Um, my number one is gonna be a guy that has carried me through my first season in fantasy. Um, saved me when I really needed it. Uh CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, hmm. Easy peasy. Oh, and I get to I get to go back to back here. You go again. Uh huh. All right. Um, you know, be, because uh, 
especially in recent news that he is now is still healthy for the playoffs. Uh, QB um, Patrick Mahomes. All right, jump a, into QB. All right, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Yeah, um, John. Same thought process. Listen, if I knew everything that was going to happen at this point, I'd be in the playoffs. It has to be the man, Mister Hertz. Mm. Listen. Never in a million years did I think these words would come out of my mouth, but I've got to take the number one running back in half-point PPR fantasy this year. I'm taking Josh Jacobs with my second pick. Like it. Currently number one in Yahoo. I think at this point I'm going to turn over to one of my fantasy studs in Dynasty carrying me to the playoff semifinals, and that is my boy Tyreezy Tyreek Hill. Um, so I'm going to scrap him as my number one wide receiver. Very nice. And now I have to decide if I want to stack up at receiver or go ahead and lock in my running back. And I think I want my stud running back, so I'm going to take Derrick Henry, the man himself. Mm. All right. I think I think this next pick for me, I'm going with a guy that's been pretty solid all year. Uh, coming from the number one quarterback, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown here for my second wide receiver. Oh, good, great pick. Uh, A.J.'s been awesome. I will have to go with a guy I was actually downplaying first part of the year, but I doubted their college connection, but Devonte Adams, man, what a baller. I'll take him here. Easy. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yep. I don't have any wide receivers yet. So let's, <laughs> let's hop on that. How about, how hey, about we do that? Um, got top 12 to choose from. Uh-huh. We we got the, we got those guys. Okay, this is a guy I've never seen him play one play of football in my entire life, but I know that he records some pretty crazy numbers every week. So I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. Great pick. Great pick. Awesome pick. Oh, and I'm up again. All right. Um <laughs> shoot. Should I Okay, I'm thinking maybe maybe I should lock in a good tight end. Um, I, for my first season in fantasy this year, um, had Mark Andrews and he really has let me down the last half of the season. Mm -hmm. So I can't go with him again. Um, but for tight end, I am going to have to go, I'm going to get George Kittle in there. He had a really great game. last time, So just kind of, yeah. Great. Awesome. That nice change up Mm -hmm. on, um, Regardless of injury, have to take Cup here. I mean, he was he was in for another wow. another regular Whoa. season, and he would have carried you for the, through the first half of the season. I mean, yeah, but knowing what we know now, Cup missed half a year. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't hate the pick, but still right, thirteen so, on the season though. Like MJ yeah. said, so this was going to be my third round pick, but when Steven didn't pick him, it made it easy for me because MJ and John already had their quarterbacks. So I'm taking Josh Allen here before Steven can take him on the turn. Yeah, I guess that makes my next decisions easier as now I can wait on a quarterback, which I'm happy about. Um, so I'm going to think maybe load up at running back here. Give me 
Nick Chubb. So I'm going to take mm. Nicky Chubb there. And now I am deciding between getting my next receiver or another running back. And I think I'm going to go ahead and fill my flex spot. Give me Saquon Barkley. Mm. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going way down the list on this one. But listen, this guy is a top 10 running back on the year. You know I love me some Cowboys. Give me Tony Pollard. Mm, that's exactly who I was about to pick. So thank you, Scott. Um, let's see, what am I needing? I'm needing a little bit of running back depth here. Um, knowing what I know now, it's going to have to be... Yeah, I'll take Dalvin Cook here. Easy peasy. He's showing up big for me. Dalvin great pick, Cook. Great pick. Oh shoot! Did somebody already? Did somebody already get Derrick Henry? Yeah, that was like my. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Sorry guys, it's my first draft. I'm trying to figure this out. Hmm. I'm in need of a solid. Okay. Well, question on on this. So we're doing this draft as if we're going half PPR. Or full PPR. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how my experience was a little bit changed. Um. Might have put more emphasis on wide receiver with full PPR. But let's see. I'm going to go with... Um, I got to get another wide receiver in there. Let's go with CD Lamb. Great um, pick. No, great great pick. pick. And you're up oh, again. Oh, and I'm up again. All right. What you got for me, running backs? Uh, let's see. Hmm... Let's see. Aaron Jones. Um it's funny. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Aaron Jones of Green Bay. And to be honest, I don't know if that was a great choice, and I have no explanation for why I picked him. So hey, there top you go, ten guys. of the season. I think that was an excellent pick. Yeah. Top ten? All right, numbers. Let's go. Uh with my flex, I'm going to be wanting uh, a wide receiver for this one and a receiver I tried to acquire early after, well, mid, mid-season, but I'll have him on this team. Ah, my guy, my guy. I saw you making that face, I, and you knew I <laughs> no! know. So. Uh, I got MJ twice with the AJ Brown, the Tony Pollard. He finally got me there with the sun god. Um, that was going to be my next pick. Um, I still need my tight end, but MJ is the only other person that needs a tight end. So I'm going to wait and make that my last pick. So uh, this, this narrows it down for me. I'm also going wide receiver here. Um, I think he might be the only wide receiver to take in, but dude's been a baller. Um, great offense. Give me Jalen Waddle. Great pick. Not going to lie. I was uh, almost tempted to take both Miami wide receivers and, uh, and stack them on my team, but it makes my decision easier. <laughs> Um, he's been injured a couple of weeks, uh, actually four weeks in the middle of the season, but still a stud, still right outside the top 10 on the year. Give me Jamar Chase, um, who I'm sure is going to win people some fantasy playoff matchups. Um, and fortunately, I am last to go with my QB, so I'm going to take the best available, and that will be Joseph Burrow. So I got the Burrow Chase stack on mm. my team. 
All right, and uh, this this makes it easy for me uh, for my tight end pick here. Yeah, he's he's been pretty terrible of late. Quarterback's been banged up, uh, but he's the second best tight end athlete in the game. Um, had an amazing start to the season, and honestly, with the rest of my team, I could be uh, you know a little shaky at tight end. Um, so give me Mark Andrews here. Uh, yeah, poor Mark. Mark not really showing up as of late, but. Um, I've faded this, but I'm picking the player who's catching, heating up right at the playoffs, um, and that's going to be Dawson Knox, who's been popping off as of late. Oh, easy, easy, Knox. baby. All right, my last pick. Um, I am tempted. I'm tempted to go for a guy who has been solid for me all season, uh, Chris Godwin. Yeah, to take um, a running back. Oh, for, oh wait, no, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. You already got two running backs. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, go I'm. For go for Chris. I, I think I'm on my flex, and I'm yeah. and I'm honestly in between Ramondre Stevenson and Chris Godwin. Um, and you know, I'm just gonna go with someone who, uh, is my first love because I had him on my had on my first fantasy team, and he's been so solid for me all year. I'm gonna go with Chris Godwin. Over the past five weeks, so you're a fan of the experience. <laughs> he has been great. So that makes hey, sense. he's he's sticking to his guns, man. He, I'm, he's, I'm sticking to him. I love me some Chris Godwin. Great, great redo draft. Uh, do we want to recap those teams just so everybody can hear like who's on each team? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah we'll start. With, we'll just go in the draft order. So, Steven, if you want to read out your team, yep. So, quarterback Joe Burrow, uh, running back. I got Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Jamar Chase at wide receiver, and then Saquon Barkley in the flex. And for me, I've got Josh Allen at quarterback. I've got Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown at wide receiver, Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard at running back, uh, Mark Andrews at tight end, and Jalen Waddell at the flex. Great. Uh, Jay Can? Um. At QB, I've got Patrick Mahomes, and at running back, I've got Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Wide receivers, Stefan Diggs and CD Lamb. Um, a tight end, George Kittle, and on the flex, another another wide receiver, Chris Godwin. A uh, great team, and close out with mine. Uh, QB Jalen Money Hurts. Uh, running backs, Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Dawson Knox for my tight end, and for my flex position, Amon Ra St. Brown. Great, awesome draft, fun draft, everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick this off to Scott with MFK. Scott, what you got? All right, for MFK this week, uh, I'm going with three running backs who are out of it. They are all on IR. Because I myself am out of it, and I'm looking to next year already. So these are three young stud running backs who are all on IR. Oh, I love not it. Not going to help you at all win your league this year. Uh, best of luck for those that are still in it. But for those of us that are out of it, it's time to look to the future. The three running backs I have for you going into next year: Brees Hall, Javante Williams, Damian Pierce. MFK. I'll take it, unless you're wanting that, yeah. MJ. Nah, you got it first, man. All right, I am. Uh, I'm gonna marry Brees Hall. 
the Jets, they've had a little bit of a bumpy road, uh, but they've they've been on fire relatively as of late. And I think that this is going to be a serious contender going into next season, a serious playoff contender at least. Uh, so give me Brees Hall to help in, in leading the charge with the Jets. Going to bench uh, or keep my bench, Javante Williams. Um, didn't get to see much of this guy, but he is, I mean, the Broncos have no one else. Um, he they're they going to lean on him and he just has all the talent in the world. So looking forward to seeing what he can do next year. And that leaves me with killing a totally blank. Who is the other guy? Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. I, I mean, strictly, obviously, he's had the best season of the three due to not being injured. Um, <laughs> but he's on the uh, the worst team by far. Um, probably will get a lot of work. But, again, just based off of uh, the team around him, I have to kill him. Hmm. Think about it. John may not be familiar with a couple of these guys. I am, say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm digesting Steven's answer. And actually, Steven, I am familiar with two of these guys because two of these guys are on my roster for this year. Brees Hall. There we go. And oh, yeah. Damian Pierce were both on my roster. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go next. Um, I am going to, um, I'm actually going to marry. Damian Pierce um, because it has been a rough all season. I mean, I've seen it every week and now obviously he's injured, but I will say the last two games, the last couple games, the, the Houston Texans have really been turning it around. They gave the Cowboys a run for their money. Um, and I'm blanking on chiefs. Who, chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs and Cowboys. Like, yep. Took, took the Chiefs to overtime. So I feel like the Houston Texans uh, are turning a corner and with Damian Pierce back in full force next year, I think he, you know, might have some real potential. So I'm going to marry Damian. Um, I am going to bench, um, or what do y'all call it? Field, field for trades. Friends with Benchafits. Friends with Benchafits. <laughs> uh, I'm going to friends with Benchafits. Um, Brees Hall, uh, for all the you know, guys, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to kill Javante Adams because I haven't heard of him yet. Javante Williams. Uh, Javante Williams. <laughs> it's Javante <laughs> Adams. <laughs> oh my God. Exhibit A, uh, of why I am not qualified to be on this podcast, no, but no, no. Javante Williams, I'm, I'm going to kill him, but you know, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. I think those are great picks. Yeah. Okay. Great picks. Um, Steven, super easy. You summed it all up for me. Um, I think, Damon P Damian Pierce as of late has been showing his true colors um, and being non-existent um, in the, in the time you really need him. I, I mean, it's easy, easier for defenses. I would assume from what I see to just focus in on stopping the run for them against the Houston. And now look, they just have to rely on Davis mills. Sounds like a deep game plan I'd plan for. Um, I'll have to absolutely marry Brees Hall who looked like, gosh, he was he looked like the dynasty QP1. I mean, he looked so good. 
so sorry about the injury, but regardless of it, when he comes back, I know he's still going to pop and shine. Um, that'll have me, of course, friends with bench fitting Javante Williams, um, who was on my roster as well before I traded him off. Yeah, but um, I believed a whole lot in this kid, and he's still young. He's still going to get his chance to eat. Man, MJ, I thought uh, you and I might have aligned on this one. Um, I'm actually going to be a little bit different from everybody. I am marrying Brees Hall. Um, I, I think mm. he's head and shoulders above the rest. I think that offense is uh, looking the best of the three right now. And I think, um, you know, assuming he comes back from his knee injury healthy enough to start the season next year, he's the guy that I'm going to want to have. I'm going to friends with bench fits Damian Pierce. Listen, he just turned up. Uh, on the IR coming out of week 14 with an ankle injury that's going to end his season. Uh, but before that, uh, week 14, he still had 22 rushes, rush attempts uh, for 78 yards and a touchdown. Week 13, 18 rush attempts, 33 yards. Uh, the guy is like a central f- uh, f- a focal point in that offense. And I only think it's going to get better when they draft a quarterback next year. Uh, I think the Texans are going to get either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, and it's going to open that offense up, and Damian Pierce is going to be that much better. Um, borderline making me want to marry Damian Pierce, but I, I think Brees Ooh. Hall just has that slight edge. Uh, I think Brees Hall is a little bit better of a back in general than he is, um, and we, we saw just a little bit more before Brees Hall got hurt this year, uh, which ultimately leads me to kill Javante Williams. I think he's still a great talent. Um, I'm not buying the Broncos offense yet. Russ, it's not cooking. Um, I have to see it to believe it first when it comes to the Broncos offense. So got to kill Javante Williams. MJ, you want to take yours? Oh, yeah. Um, so I actually did a themed MFK this week. Um, yes. And of course, since it is Christmas right around the corner, uh, how fitting that my theme is Santa's little helpers and little as in some of the shortest players currently in the league. They're all running backs. Um, so I'll start off with Clyde Edwards, hell air measuring at five, seven Devin Singletary five, seven as well. And Michael Carter at five, eight <laughs> short, uh, kings. Short, kings. short kings. Um, yeah. Is- is this for the playoffs or is this like from now, like moving forward into the future as well? Um, I didn't really have any, I'd say just, let's say you just answer the question. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, listen, CH is hurt. So like he would be inevitable or, uh, you know, not usable this year. Anyways. How about in a um, bubble, just in a bubble? Yeah. Just talking okay. About so the players I think I still have to marry Singletary, uh, but it's, it's a very weak Mary because I think James Cook is close to taking over that backfield. Um, you know, I was hoping it would be sooner rather than later, but uh, it hasn't quite happened yet. Um, man, between these other two, they're both like third best option running backs on their teams. If the other two running backs ahead of them are healthy, um, I think I got a friends with bench fit CEH just because I think he's a better talent than Michael Carter. Uh, mm-hmm. But Pacheco and McKinnon are clearly the better backs in the Chiefs offense. And I think they're going to be uh, rolling with that one-two punch moving forward into next season. Uh, Michael Carter, um, he's playing third fiddle to Brees Hall and Bam Knight. So uh, got to kill him. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, this is super easy for me. Um, first, gonna marry Devil Devin Singletary since he's the devil only <laughs> confirmed starter of the three guys. Um, great matchup against Chicago this weekend in the fantasy playoffs. Um, expect the Bills to be leading the charge. So, marrying Singletary, uh, going to friends with Ben Chaffetz, Michael Carter. I think he has much more of an opportunity to play in the backfield for the Jets versus CEH, who is now a bum on the sidelines with Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon absolutely killing it lately. Um, CEH doesn't have a chance to be back in the lineup, so going to kill him. Okay, Jay Can. Yeah, I am going to marry Devin Singletary as well. Mm-hmm. Had to go up against him a few times this season. Um, so, and it did not end well for me. So, seems like he's a pretty good player. Uh, mm, I'm going to have to kill um, Michael Carter. I, um, yeah, I think that between Zonovan Knight and Brees Hall, he's just not going to get much action, er, action next year. Um, Really, dude, I mean, Zonovan Knight was just kind of like a breakout waiver claim uh, mm-hmm. for, um, and I think he really proved his position on the Jets. Um, so I have to kill Michael Carter and friends with Benchifitz, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, to be honest. Haven't heard of this guy, but he's got a cool name. Uh, and it seems like someone who I might want on my bench. So there you go, CEH. Yeah, I absolutely, I'll absolutely have to agree with majority of people. Um, I mean, of course, going to marry Devin Singletary. Um, he's still young. I don't, I really don't think he's even reached the peak of his career. I think he's had, he's shown the ability. Um, he just needs a, a chance to really show it. Uh, friends with Ben Shavitz, Uh Yeah, Michael Carter. I'll actually take Michael Carter here. Um, he was the lead back for the Jets for an entire year. Yes, everyone still has got pop, but um, I think he still has an opportunity to really show. Um, and CEH, yeah, the rest of the backfield has just shown him up, so I'll have to kill him. Bye-bye. Nice. So I think we went half and half there. Uh-huh. Nice. I love it. Um, well, I'll go ahead and take it over to my MFK, and I'm sticking to the Christmas theme with MJ, um, but doing two teams, one that dons green in the Seattle Seahawks and one that dons red in the Kansas City Chiefs, who are playing each other this Christmas Eve, um, so I thought it was perfect timing to use them as our basis. So um, we got... Just a little background, Seahawks are giving up the second most points to running backs on the season. The Chiefs are giving up the fourth most points to wide receivers on the season. So maybe this is easy for you guys, but the options are Jarek McKinnon, Kenneth Walker, and DK Metcalf. And this is for this week. Um, I'll actually go take this first. No Tyler Lockett, Mary Decaf. DK. Oh. Lockett wasn't an option. Oh, yeah. This part, of it, 
Lockett's out for the rest oh, of the year. Oh, oh, oh yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I thought you were saying that was an option. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, Lockett. Con- convenient that he's out now after he put up 10 points against me in, uh, in the yes. quarterfinals. How very convenient. Um, so he's an DK is an automatic Mary for me. He is going to beast and freaking feast. I, I, I just, I, absolutely. Um, I just, as of late, the line, Seattle's line has been really letting me down in, in a lot of these runs for Kenneth Walker. I don't, I'm honestly, it was hard to tell, especially against San Francisco. I mean, the best rush defense. So I can't really hold it against them, but um, I'll have to kill him for this matchup. And, really let um, McKinnon, who's just been popping off out of nowhere. I mean, he's been Patrick Mahomes' safety blanket. So I will absolutely friends with Ben Schmitz him um, just because I know exactly what he can do, and I've been seeing it. Scott, listen, yeah, uh, never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but I'm going to marry McKinnon, man. Like you said, Seattle is giving up the second most uh, fancy points to running backs. McKinnon's been on a tear of lately. Um, his floor the last three weeks is 13 points. He's had two weeks in a row with 28 or more points and half point VR. Um, he's been a huge offense, definitely marrying him this week. Uh, like MJ said, with lock it out, I think DK's a shoe in. Um, and he, he would be my Mary if McKinnon wasn't so hot lately, but uh, I'm going to have to friends with bench fits DK and, Never thought I'd say this either, but I'm going to have to kill uh, KW3 or K9, as I've heard people call him, <laughs> um, this this week only. Love KW3 moving forward. Just to make John's life easier, mm. um, I'll go ahead and say that I have the same picks as Scott for the similar similar reasons. Um, McKinnon's been killing it. Chiefs are going to be up by a lot. I think he's going to get a lot of action. Walker dealing with an injury, going to kill him and Metcalf. Um, with Lockett being out, it's going to be the focal point of that offense. So, friends, bench fits. John, what you got? Hmm. All right. I am going to switch it up slightly from you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to, to marry DK Metcalf um, mm. with Tyler Lockett out. I feel like he's just been, he's been so consistent all year. And at this point, I think I'm relying more on consistency than I am. Um, being the last like then 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 having your player just be really hot the last two games um which brings me to Jarek McKinnon I'm gonna friends with bench it's him obviously still want him on the team um but yeah I think I I think I value the consistency more um than being super hot and gonna kill Kenneth Walker so Love. another, yeah, another split there, Stephen and I and MJ and John. Love the analysis, John. With I'm a I'm a big consistency guy, so I appreciate you sticking to the guns and not going mm. off the hot street. Yeah. Well, Numbers I think guy. that leaves us with uh, with yours. Who do you have for your uh, your MFK? All right, I have got I've got three um backup qbs for you guys this has been my this has been the bane of my existence all season i lost all of my starting quarterbacks so i've been deciding between backup quarterbacks all season um and these guys are um okay one of them is injured right now but i'm just gonna do it anyway 
uh, and let's just do it for if he wasn't injured. I don't know. Uh, okay. I've got Brock Purdy uh, for the 49ers, uh, Taylor Heineke for the Commanders, and Mike White for the Jets. I've been deciding between these guys hmm. all season <laughs> or, you know, for the last few weeks. Great, um, great options. So yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't gone first yet. So I think I will take this one. I think it's straightforward for me. Uh, give me Brock Purdy out of nowhere. Uh, he's, he's been awesome. Um, and I hate to see it as a Cowboys fan. Cause I was hoping that, with Garoppolo going down, the 49ers would be irrelevant. They would be, you know, first out of the playoffs. But if Purdy keeps playing like he's playing, uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Got to marry him. Uh, I'm going to friends of bench fits Mike White. Uh, he's been awesome in the Jets offense when he's been healthy. Um, yeah, he got broken into a couple weeks ago. But a healthy Mike White, give me him. as my friends of bench fits. And going to kill Taylor Heineke. Um, he's also been doing solid for Washington, but I think the other guys just put up better stats for fantasy. Uh, yeah, easy peasy for me too. Same, the exact same order. Um, listen, with San Francisco, you really do want to get the quarterback that fills in those shoes because it's a it's a offense that's catered for the quarterback. They've led the league in yak. Their their receivers have the past five years. They've been first in yak. So it's about short, easy throws with a quarterback. And Brock Purdy is just, he's making them, which is the important part, but he's being cool, calm, and collected about it and actually leading that uh, that um, that room, the locker room. So Mary Purdy, Kill Heineke, uh, friends with Bench Fitz White, who stepped into that role as well. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to marry Mike White, who was killing it when he was yes. fully healthy and starting for the Jets. Um and yes, his team overall is less impressive than the 49ers. The supporting cast is not near as good, but uh, White is airing it out significantly more. He topped out at 369 yards versus 217 is the most that Brock Purdy's thrown. So I just think that there's a little bit of a lower floor there with Purdy. Again, has been consistent, not throwing many picks, but give me Mike White for the more of the explosion play. Um, but I will friends with Betcha Fitz Purdy. And that leaves me with killing Heineke, who I guess just does not have as high of a ceiling as the other two. Yep. Great answer, Stephen. And the rest of the guys. I'm going to have to agree with you, though, Stephen. Um, going to marry Mike White. Friends with Pitch Fitz, Brock Purdy, and kill Taylor Heineke. I think Mike has just... It, it was a really exciting pickup when I got him and, and I was excited to see how much he was throwing the ball. He was just, yeah, he had some like interceptions, um, but he was just, he was just throwing it constantly. So that was really uh, exciting to see for my fantasy points. Um, yeah. Taylor Heineke has just kind of been a disappointment all year um, when I've had to put him in. So going to kill him and Brock <laughs> Purdy. Uh yeah, it's he's been really fun to watch the past two games. Like for how new he is, just his um, how calm and collected he is. He feels like a feels like a starting QB. Um, so I feel like he has a really bright future. So I'm gonna friends with Bench if it's him. Okay, great, great uh, MFK um, this week, you guys. Lots of variety, some great teams. 
it was another split there too. So oh, MJ and wow. I split on that one and Steven and John. So I think we all split with each other for the last three. Yeah. Good, pretty good crazy. keeping out for that, Scott. Yeah. Pretty, that is pretty crazy. We do crazy things here and uh, <laughs> we, we do all that with our sponsor Delta. So thank you everybody. <laughs> I am joking, of course. Um, but with that, we're going to go ahead. Blessed. <laughs> with the, uh, our next segment, which is on the clock. And John, if you didn't know what the clock, of course, you've listened to a couple episodes. So you, of course, do. If you don't and you're just listening now, um, I'm going to give a series of questions to each one of these gentlemen. And they're going to have up to 30 seconds or more, uh, should I allow more, um, to answer these questions. So, John, I'm actually going to start with you, if you don't mind. Here we go. Okay. So has to deal with one of your players you drafted this year and one who's carried you. So with Christian McCaffrey, uh, if you didn't know, having his first healthy season in about two plus years, is he your way too early running back one next year in your next uh, redraft league? Um, mm. If not, who would be? And 30 seconds. Um. I think that he is going to be my number one. It's just, you know, it, yeah, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I, I feel like since he's my first, he's my first running back, I I fell in love. I mean, the mm. guy has just carried me through this season, and I have no choice other than to keep him on board um, and have another great season with Christian McCaffrey. So you're my number one. Let's do it. CMC, you my boo thing. Never forget your first. Never forget him. My first bet of the year, and it was well worth it. Um, Steven, you're up next. Um, another player with recent injury history, Michael Thomas, uh, showed that he does indeed still have it, but left the year after only four games with a hip, uh, hip injury, then turf toe. Um, is he someone that you will completely fade um, finding the fact that he is now turning 30. Yeah, I'm good on uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, <laughs> pretty much pass on him going forward, especially with Chris Olave. I mean, he's, he's fighting for potential high wide receiver two numbers next year. Yeah. Um, you also have Juwan Johnson, who's really popped off on the tight end scene. So I think they're starting to have plenty of weapons in new Orleans. Thomas is injury prone. He's old. Um, I'm pretty much over it. All right, good. Thank you, sir. And Scott, I have a spicy one for you. Pretty spicy. Um, some of the worst, arguably the worst teams in the most recent years of the NFL have been trending up this year. The Chicago Bears, the Jets, Jacksonville. Uh, Let's say you're doing a dynasty startup draft. How high would you draft, let's say, Justin Fields, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Lawrence, ETN? Are you going to put, let's say, a significant amount of these players? Are you targeting them within the, let's say, first five rounds? First five rounds? I yeah. think every single one of the ones that you named absolutely should go in the first five rounds. Um, right. I think some of them... Uh, a lot earlier than that. Um, I know when it was either our first or second episode, we talked about our breakouts of the year with, uh, for me, my quarterback was Lawrence and my running back was tight. Uh, sorry, my running running back was ETN. And I think they've both uh, had solid breakouts. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think if it's super flex, Lawrence and Fields should go uh, late first, turn second. Um, if it's super flex, oh wow, for dynasty yeah. especially. Um, the other guys should probably be going by end of third. Okay, great. So really interesting. Um, after we've been, you know, fading a lot of these teams through the years and what one season can do, especially in a full dynasty startup. So, uh, great questions, you guys. Uh, well, great answers to my questions, you guys. And, uh, thank you for participating, uh, with that Steve-O you've got jukebox. Sure do. So we got another wonderful round of jukebox. Juke, juke, juke. And really excited about this one, guys. It's a very special, special edition of Jukebox. Um, as John mentioned earlier, he is in a band, but not just any band. Um, they are called the Brook and the Blood. Maroon Five. <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> alongside Adam Levine. Um, no, but, um, so yeah, so he's in a band called the Brook and the Bluff. These guys are incredible top to bottom, just talented across the board. Um, 743,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. So we're not playing with the rookies. These are these guys are a big deal. Um, I think their most streamed song, and John can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but is it's halfway up. Um, hmm. And it had 27 million streams the last time I checked. So again, just want to set the scene that these guys are great. Please check them out on Spotify. So good. John plays the drums. Always kills it. Um, and we're going to do three Brook and the Bluff songs to uh, to set the stage for Jukebox. So starting with Scott, um, the right. song is Everything is Just a Mess. And it is on the album titled First Place. Um, so who are one or two players who you think underperformed this season due to their team's or the situations that they were in where everything is just a mess, um, but that you're willing to draft next year to take you to first place. Ooh, that's tricky mm-hmm. with, with that second caveat there. Um, initially I was, I was thinking like, like Panthers players, like DJ Moore came to mind, but I'm not, I'm not drafting DJ Moore to take me to first place next year. Um, hmm. That's that's a good question, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to the song and album. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the question I'm, we I'm were trying, asking I'm when we recorded like, that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of messy teams. Uh, how about how about the, the Packers? Um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, man, it's a toss up. But Dillon's coming on a little bit. I don't know if I'm necessarily drafting Dillon early to take me to the promised land, but I think he would be uh, a solid mid round running back pick, especially if you go like zero running back strategy uh, and go after those top wide receivers to start. I think he could be a guy that, that you could consistently start running back every week. Well, I definitely would be interested on MJ's thoughts on that since that was his strategy coming into this year and it didn't work out so well for, Mm -hmm. I think it's worked out. It's worked out well for him. Well, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh great pick with, I mean, Dylan, I mean, again, I, I do think people had that strategy coming into this year and he kind of didn't do so hot, but hopefully he is actually reliable going into next year. Um, so next we will move on to MJ. 
Okay. Andre, the song is Misnomer on the album titled Yard Sale. Who are mm, two players? One uh, that you had, sorry, sorry, two players, both that you had inc incorrect predictions about going into the year, um, i.e. misnomers. One that you said that you thought was going to do well, but did not. So you're putting them up at the yard sale. And one who you didn't expect to do so well, but ended up outperforming your initial expectations. So someone that you're picking up at the sale. Um, it has to be my guys. So first one, easy Cortland Sutton, the guy I'm putting up for sale. I, he complete, I mean, the whole offense completely bombed for me this entire year and I have him in multiple leagues. Um, so super bummer. Hey, I, I'll pedal him off for what a backup quarterback or something, right? Um, <laughs> Easy peasy. And the guy who I, I still feel like I got a bargain for is KW3. I, I can't talk about him enough. I mean, really, I feel like I thought he was going to do well and on our previous episodes, the second half of the season. I didn't expect him to do anything near early because, of course, Penny got injured, of course. But, I mean, he's just been the outright bargain and carried me through a lot of my matchups midseason. So... Yeah, great. great, great choices there. And and yeah, absolutely. I know Penny versus Walker was one of our very first debates and Walker ended up uh, being the answer to that. So definitely someone I am uh, picking up in the yard. Um, John, last but not least, finishing mm -hmm. with maybe my favorite song that you guys have ever done, one of your OGs, one that whenever <laughs> I go to your concerts and you guys start playing them like, we are here. We are at a Brook in the Bluff concert. Let's go. And that is Straws on the Ooh. OG self-titled album, The Brook in the Bluff. Um, who is a player that you had on your team this season that frustrated you so much you just couldn't take another straw? In other <laughs> words, someone that made you want to drown in the brook and jump off the bluff. Oh, <clears throat> well, first of all, Steven, thank you for putting so much thought and effort into this uh, jukebox. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Uh, love the wordplay. Um, I have to go with, I got to go with someone who was, who everyone told me was going to be just, you know, just the best and, you know, win me the championship and take me all the way. It's got to be, it's got to be Mark Andrews. Mm. He really has mm. let me down. Uh, this year, you know, he he started insanely strong back when I was four and oh, and I wasn't paying attention to my <laughs> fantasy roster. But as soon as I started to chime in, I, I, I hadn't seen him hit double digits in as long as I can remember. So Mark Andrews really that really let me down this year. Um, I don't know if I can if I'm going to be able to redraft him for next year. So we'll yeah, see. That's an excellent pick. He has not put up double digits since week six, which is absolutely bonkers to think about. I think he's one of those guys for me, for me, similar to Mike Evans, who I thought was just killing it on my team. And I looked back at his stats and he was doing mm. horribly. Mark Andrews, uh, for sure. Similarly in that category, just doing horrible. Um, really, really love the answers to all those questions. Mm. And Again, just want to stress everyone get out, check out Brook and the Bluff on Spotify. Um, 
John, when's uh, when's the next time people can get out, get out and see you guys or anywhere else that we can uh, listen to you? Uh, the next time you could uh, you could get out and see us would be uh, New Year's Eve in Atlanta. All right, there yeah. you go. Home yeah, we're gonna home. be we're gonna be doing a little New Year's Eve show there, which will be fun. Opening for uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, um, which is a wild band and a wild name and an amazing band. Um, but yeah, then next year we're gonna be uh, we'll be doing a we'll be starting up touring again like April May, uh, hitting some hitting some hitting some towns. Yeah, so just be on the lookout. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, thank you so much for being one of our sponsors, John, um, and the band. Uh, we're going to close out with our last segment here, Fantasy Flash. And uh, it's becoming a, a tight race, has it not, Scott? It's an extremely tight race. And uh, I'll go ahead and give you guys those standings now before I give the recap of uh, this past week. So uh, MJ is 22-18-2. and two. I'm also 22, 18, and two. We got a two-way tie for first with two weeks to go. Steven is two games behind in second at 20, 20, and two. And uh, since we have a guest this week, we'll remind everybody that our guest score right now is five, six, and one. Uh, So our recap, we actually got to dive back two weeks because if you guys remember, we recorded on Monday night last week, so we hadn't finished that yet. Uh, It was an over-under two-and-a-half rushing touchdowns. There uh, ended up being three total. MJ was the only one that got that right. Uh, for week 15, Thursday night football, we had the 49ers versus the Seahawks. Lockett had nine targets to IUKs for. MJ also got that one right. Uh, Sunday night football, we had the Giants versus the Commanders. Barkley had 20.5 fantasy points to McLaurin's 10. I got that right. And then Monday night football, we had the Rams versus the Packers. Under two and a half rushing touchdowns. Uh, there were two. They were both AJ Dillon's um, Steven and I got that right, uh, which brought us to those current standings that I just listed. So for week 15, Thursday night football, we have the Jaguars versus the Jets. More rushing yards, ETN or night? ETN. 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 <laughs> I got to go with, yeah. Well, I was going to say ETN too, so. Okay, let's switch that's it. That's a four-way tie. Let's switch it up. Um, if I say more fantasy points, you guys are still going to say ETN. Let's see. Hmm. How about Yards, Jones, Zay Jones versus Garrett Wilson? Ooh. That's oh, hey, I I got one for you. Let's let's do a combo. Let's do Etienne and Jones or Knight and Garrett Wilson. Total fantasy points. I will take Jones and Etienne. Listen, I don't think so. I have Jones has been popping off. I can't I can't not go with that. I gotta go same. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, you gotta re-roll. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to differentiate there. We gotta re-roll. Uh, man, and if I say Jones versus Wilson, everybody's just gonna say Jones too. 
Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I'll go with Wilson there. I personally would. Okay. All right. Let's let's do that. Let's just say uh, <laughs> more more fantasy points. Zay Jones or Garrett Wilson. Listen, Give me I, Wilson. Listen. Yeah, I, I think Sauce Sauce gonna pop off. Let's let's. <laughs> he's gonna get lost in the sauce. Zay Jones. Wait. So Stephen and MJ both are saying Wilson. Who are you saying, John? I'm gonna go Zay Jones. I'm gonna go Zay Jones too. He's been on fire. Right. I'm feeling it. Yeah, we got a split there. Uh, for Saturday, which is Christmas Eve, hmm. we've got the Philadelphia Eagles versus my Dallas Cowboys. More fantasy points: the Eagles' defense and special team, or the Cowboys' defense and special team. Um, a lot of it depends on if Jalen Hurts is in the game for me, which I don't think he is going to be. Yeah, right now I would say I would say he's on the more likely side of being out than playing, but that's not a hundred percent yet. I'm gonna go. I mean, I got the Cowboys defense, and I'm gonna go with them. I'm going Cowboys defense regardless if Hurts is out or not. Where are they playing? Dallas. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take Dallas. And Dak has Eagles on his fancy team. Yeah, you know what? I'll go with the Eagles. There we go. Yeah, Absolutely. there we go. I'm, Honestly, I'm about to, I'll pull this one off easy. If Hertz was playing, it's no question Eagles, but um, I, 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 I disagree, man. I think the Cowboys defense kept us in that game last time. I think, I think we've got, we got the yeah. number. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, all right. Monday Night Football. Chargers versus Colts. More receptions. Keenan Allen or Michael Pittman? Keenan Allen. I'm going Pittman. Keenan Allen. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to take Pittman here, too. All right. Nice More split. Receptions, right? Just straight receptions. receptions. Straight receptions. Yeah. Yep. Not Not targets. Receptions. All right, that does it for Fantasy Flash for Week 15. Back to MJ. Great, and I just want to extend a, another heartfelt and thankful, um, well, thank you uh, to John for joining us today, uh, being our guest, taking time out of your day to thank come. Thank you, guys. Yeah, uh, be a part of this. And excited because uh, so I guess this little leak behind the scenes, of, and it's going to be early, and it is early, uh, but we are starting our own uh another league um basically transitioning our own yahoo league to a dynasty league and adding a couple on uh, others on there but john is going to be joining us expansion team expansion team baby uh (laughs) john canada um so we're really excited to have him with us and thank you to everyone who's been with us listening to our podcast this entire football season i hope we've given you uh, an ounce of confidence and given you a chance to really enjoy your fantasy season because that's what it's about. Um, Scott, do you have anything to say? Yeah, huge shout out to John for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you being here, man. Taking some time out of your busy celebrity touring lifestyle. (laughs) Um, Looking forward to having you uh, in our new Dynasty League that we're starting next year. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And uh, (laughs) yeah, happy to have you. Uh, Thanks to all of our listeners out there. Um, as always, appreciate you uh, giving us a listen, Steve. 
Yep. Gonna thirdly thank John for joining us, hoping mm. that we can uh, reach the <laughs> 740,000 listeners that you guys have on our podcast one day. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, happy third night of Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone listening. Thanks, guys, for uh, continuing to listen. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm stoked to be in on the fantasy game. I'm stoked to be talking about it with you guys, and I'm excited to learn from you guys next next year in, in the Dynasty League, see how this is all going to play out. So, yeah, you guys rock. Thanks for having me. Um, and as always, everybody, thank you for tuning into What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you next week. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Thank you.